0: This is My Mother is an Artist.
1: And we're here to talk about all things art, parenting, and anything else that pops into our heads. I'm Jennifer Marie Keller. I'm a fine artist, and I have a one and a half year old son named Jude. And I am A. L. Sestia. I'm a writer and illustrator, and my baby, Galtea, is one.
0: Okay, so this is a very extra special episode because we have a guest, Teresa Oaxaca, with us. Teresa is a painter that does elaborate figure paintings with a lot of flowers, animals, and a lot of color. Anna, you've mentioned her work is kind of like a visual food fight. It's such a treat. We're going to definitely put a link to your Instagram and her website, so it's a treat just to look at. Um, And then she she also does a lot more like you grind your own paint, you do drawings, and you even have your own fashion line, which I own one of your really cool (laughs) leggings. Um, So yeah, Teresa, welcome to the podcast.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's Always fun to be on a podcast that you've listened to.
1: Yeah, we're so excited to have you because just like enjoying your art, and also because we did a, an episode on you, and it's like amazing for us to be able to actually talk to you, and um, yeah, get the sort of behind the scenes of your work. Yeah,
2: thank you so much. Appreciate it. Very honoured.
1: So um, in this episode, we're going to talk about the artist journey, and um, Teresa and Jennifer actually have something in common. They both went to ateliers, uh, which is a type of art school. Could you guys? for the uninitiated, describe what is an atelier and how is it different from an art school?
0: Well, I've been to arts school before, which I think you you went straight from high school to an atelier, right, Teresa?
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I couldn't wait to get into the art training. And I had got the sense in high school that there were not that many colleges that taught like academic fine art. It, had turned into some kind of weird studio one-on-one where you did either everything so you didn't focus or you were like uh super modern art or 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 something like that and I was like I will never be that you know (laughs) I just decided not to go to art school and get a degree perhaps foolishly and just went straight to the Atelier, it sounded like what I wanted 100%.
0: I wish I would have known about ateliers because I didn't hear about them until after I did the college experience with art. It was more conceptual and technique wasn't really taught at all. I remember I had a professor tell me I was a little confused with color temperature College, and he said, "Well, if you don't know color temperature, that's something that you just have to be born with knowing. And I (laughs) guess you're not going to be a painter. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no! (laughs) But it was definitely not um, like an atelier where it's structured in a different way. Of it's super specific, super technique based. The one that I went to, which is the Ravenswood Atelier, which is in Chicago, was modeled after the Florence Academy. That one, um, I believe, it's based off of the 19th century way that the master painters." We're taught
2: the way i've kind of thought about the atelier system is that they uh, at least at first like a decade or two ago they really came out of the gate with this kind of old master marketing like this is how the old masters painted um it was you could tell it was like a direct challenge or, or deviation from um the uh modern art thing where it was like kind of everything goes we learn everything we're well balanced you know and and like that's that's great you know that's fine but i think that they were kind of there's a saying they say like like the group is defined by what it doesn't include as much as what it does and i think that the ateliers are really good at just pushing everything out so they were like no information about art business no information about computers bookkeeping uh running a business like like even color theory right it was just like let's let's just do these things so cast drawing figure drawing still life paint making art history lectures maybe but like mostly just like learning how to paint and and I think that they definitely that that romanticism for the old masters and that lineage was there and so it was kind of all about like how close could you get to being better than Van Dyke or, or learning from Rembrandt and, and less about like learning everything and being good at everything. So that is probably the best way to describe it. And then it was always evolving with knowledge. So like, I don't know if they really started out knowing as much as they do now. And, and all the schools are going to be different. So they're, they're an interesting thing in art history, because it's, it's kind of like a revival or a naissance of an older style. And so we were just like, we were right at the beginning when it was just coming back after like 100 years or something. So it was a kind of an interesting time. And I'm sure like, it'll look really organic in the future. But like, it seemed really weird. Everyone was like, so anachronistic, what are you doing going to go paint in Florence, or, or I guess in Chicago with brushes and paint, like, you know, everyone was starting to do digital and yeah so it was a bit odd I think it was seen as a bit progressive right
0: yeah definitely I remember because in Chicago I would take the train and you'd have like your phone out while you're on the train and everyone's got like on their phones and stuff like that and then I go down um, get off the train I go down this back alley into this like kind of hidden door and I go up these very creaky steps and it's like the atelier the whole space was it just looked so old world and it had a microwave and a refrigerator. And that was kind of like the only indication that I was in like the century that I was in. And I wasn't actually in the 19th century because um, there were skylights. So we did everything from skylights, everything standing at easels. And there was even where um, some people broke this and I ended up breaking this rule towards the end of my stay Cause I was there for five years, but I, or it was, um, you weren't really supposed to be listening to music even while you worked. So wow. it was just no silent, headphones. no headphones, no phones were out. And then I feel like as you kind of like progressed in it, you'd kind of like get bold enough to break the rules. And I'd start <laughs> listening to music while I would do it, but it's, yeah, it was such an interesting experience. Cause I felt like I was in a different time period. And I remember the lineage was also really important. Like you were talking about, like with, um they say that it was like based off the 19th century and then you're kind of like as things got discovered later down from like teachers passing down you we kind of like I had a book that they would add the different teachings in a book and it just felt like this very special like an apprenticeship more than like a art school it's more like an apprenticeship where you like study under master painters
1: and did you guys um did both of you have like quite a lot of restrictions on what you could paint oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind? What kind?
0: <laughs> well, so for, so we had it split up. So the first part of the day, we would draw from the figure. So everyone's drawing from the nude figure. And then the second part of the day, we would do, um, it kind of depended on where you are at the program. So you would either do these things called barg drawings, um, or you would work from a plaster cast, which is kind of like a still life. And then you would move up to, and then like the freedom is in when you would move up to still life but um you could place the orange where you wanted exactly
2: (laughs) actually create something original yes (laughs) but but (laughs) but it's funny you even say that Teresa because
0: we had to paint garlic for a while and that's all we could paint is garlic and then like then we could paint a pear but you could pick your own pear from your (laughs) own grocery
1: store (laughs) the level of control wow you must have been losing it (laughs)
2: it took to get the privilege of painting a pair it could take two years or something wow leave that you don't see color for like a year and a half maybe well i have i had an experience with with the noise the viewers will like this like even the sound of sharpening a pencil was forbidden (gasps) <gasps> what yeah so so if you had the model like a live model up there was a rule like you couldn't enter the room except during the, break. so the oh, breaks oh yes we like on the clock like five minutes every half hour or something so you would have to wait outside the door to enter the model room because they didn't want you making noise and, and blah 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 or walking behind people and, and you then- could
0: never what? pass in between someone and their easel right or like because you- it would break concentration
2: well, no, we just, you just couldn't pass. Yeah. That shall not pass until, <laughs> until then, five minute Even break. worse. And, and then and then we also <laughs> had the no pencil sharpening rule. Uh, so that sounds like especially neurotic. So you can only sharpen during the breaks, too. So everyone's by the garbage can. <laughs> what if you dropped a charcoal and the the precious tip broke off? You had to have like 10 of them ahead no. of time. You'd be there all lunch to sharpen and like get in like an arsenal and then they they had a rule in one school i went to where um they controlled the music and so at some point they'd pay paid a well-meaning student to arrange a thousand no 100 cds just back in the cd days into a binder but what happened was that people started like lifting the cds so eventually the cds were like 50 and then like less and and, and you have the rule was there always had to be music on like always because when they had tours for for new people they wanted to like impress them with this classical music let's not scare uh, them either that we just work in silence and then there was a there was like a friday with like pop music but it was also the same pop music so so it was kind of like in clockwork orange where they oh make God. you listen to the sound the song and you'd be like no not the cd again it's like, like this a, is the third time today yes. 10th time this week, 50th time this month. And it was like, it had to be on. And you were like- Oh my goodness. That does sound like torture, guys.
1: I hope (laughs) you both (laughs) realize. It does. Because even talking about it, because I, yeah, all of these
0: little rules, like what you were saying, because it was, because of course, when the model's up, you don't, you don't enter the room or leave the room if the model's up. But it was like in the, um, it was a little- (laughs) Like hard because we had our separate studio spaces, but it was kind of like that the it was kind of set up in a in a maze like. So for when we were doing our individual projects, you couldn't stand in between or like walk in between a person and the easel. But because it was like a maze there was sometimes like depending on where you're at, there was like no way you could leave to go to the bathroom. So you're just like creepily like peeking through cloth like watching when the person's gonna go up to their easel so you could like run behind them really quick so you could <laughs> use the restroom. Oh my gosh. I have to say, I loved overall. I really loved my experience. I like something that's like I don't know. I've talked I talked about this to Anna, and it's probably a bit of a problem for me. But I kind of like doing the hardest thing possible, and just knowing that I'm like there's no bigger challenge (laughs) that I could do for myself. So I really enjoyed like going to a really strict thing like that. But um, it does wear on you, and definitely by the fifth year. I was um, a little, like, not as excited about what I was doing because it's, it can, I don't know, it's a little, um, I think burnout is super, super easy. And even if you're, I don't know, like, I I remember when I first started listening to music, I don't know when I started doing that, if it was like my third or fourth year, it felt like such a luxury to just (laughs) not be working in silence all day Mm because it's all day right right Teresa
2: well we didn't have that rule so you could put headphones and and so I often listen to audiobooks actually it was only the mandatory music when you were with the model Mm. and then the still life people were in the basement so that was its own form of gloom and so some people (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love that some people had a little boom box and like we'd huddle around the fire and listen to (laughs) 80s Music from the UK or something, you yeah. know, like, different than like everyone bring in their own their own music that was their favorite and that was kind of fun. Or we talk, we, we talk revolution, you know, like um, they say that we should big form model the form, but I believe constructing things by a plane by plane basis is the way we <gasps> walk in, and that was like revolutionary talk. And then, you know, someone goes, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. I feel like this is like a dystopian prison
1: that you you were a part of and Genesis one was like um you know in the movie ah gosh this is gonna be embarrassing where you're not allowed music basically music is banned it's a very famous movie oh I don't know that movie it's really famous Uh I can't believe I can't remember it footloose
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh but no Teresa what I was saying is it's um all day right was, was yours all day? Like you pretty much get up and you're working and then you pretty much exhaust yourself until you can't work. Yeah, it. it's, I, it's like the timing of it was um
2: pretty people, extreme. People outside the Italian, and I'm sure it's different these days, but we're talking like before iPhones. So you, you couldn't just text. Most people didn't have, they didn't want to spend all their phone credit. It was like those days. So like they didn't, it was mostly just you meet. So there was a lot more hanging out. And what would happen was it would be, like, like six-hour school day, but then maybe some kind of, like, after-school thing, like, like anatomy, a crochet, figure, drawing, portrait. Um, some of it instructed, some of it not. And, and then there might be, like, a lecture, or then you just arrange more drawing, or you just go work on your still life or your cast. And so you could end up there till, like, 1 a.m. easily with a bunch of people who were all, like... I guess like starving artist types is probably the best way to say it. So you imagine the type of people who kind of like have nothing to lose. Like they're just, they're just painting all day, eating pizza or ramen noodles. And, and like uh, that's a luxury, you know, and um, museums and like, like, like very few, like, uh, there were people with kids and families, but most people are like young people starting out not even their own country. So it was like, what else are you going to do besides hang out and paint and draw and try to go to the museums? Like, it was just like, the idea was just, just got as much out of the experience and that time in your life, probably.
0: That's what, yeah, that's what I was there for because I didn't have any other responsibilities. I was like super fortunate where all I um, could do was study. Um, there, I, ha- I guess I had some side jobs for a little while but it was mostly just sitting there and I guess because it was in Chicago we couldn't stay at the building too late because it's um not the safest place at night so um but there's always I feel like there's always stuff which I feel like that's got to be true for writing too right Anna I feel like you can always be working and you can kind of take your work home and
1: yeah I mean I, I yeah I think with with anything creative I think that um it's very hard to draw a line between like um you know what. What is something that's like productive and what is something that you're just doing it because you're just like, oh, I feel like I have the time right now. And even though you you need that time to maybe restore yourself and get your energy back, you can just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I know that um, what I used to do is I used to write an entire book of like, um, oh gosh, how many thousands of words, like 100,000 words or less. Um, and then as soon as I was done, I'd be like, OK, right, next one. And every time I would just completely crash because you just can't keep on producing to that level. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like you guys both left the Atelier with quite a body of work behind you after that experience. Like, how, how do you feel about that work knowing that it was sort of in that restrictive sort of I'm pushing myself really hard in this one direction and then you had to come out of that?
0: Yeah, I, well, personally, I'm really proud of the work that I did all of it even the like my first drawing which is so laughable compared to my last <laughs> drawing that I did and like the first painting and the last painting that I did there um because as much as I guess I'm complaining and kind of we saying that it's almost like torture I really did love it like I thought it was a really cool experience to go through for a certain time um but I know like I did get burnt out it and so I feel like in my head that's um the artwork that I have from that place is its own thing it's like my like foundation and now the work that I'm doing now is very different and now it's kind of weird because it's taken me a while to get comfortable with making such a rule follower as well so to even like break the rules of how to like properly build up a painting or how to properly build up a drawing um has taken a while but I'm I'm starting to get there yeah what about you Teresa
2: yeah I I thought it was a great experience too I I just like complaining I call it productive complaining get a laugh out of it yeah um (laughs) I'm with you to that (laughs) yeah and that kind of atmosphere I was describing I mean it it is kind of like when all your classmates and in some way the teachers even like that's kind of your whole world and friend group and quote unquote family for a long time so of course it's going to have more strong opinions in it maybe oh Wait, that's a good way to put it it is an interesting kind of like it was super intensive and I don't know if a school like that will ever exist again because of the internet now you have like outside like like we know each other without knowing each other like that's possible now you know but that wasn't then, so it was just like, who was there? And, and so it, it could become kind of insta but the, uh, I, I mean, I really liked traveling around Europe and uh, in Florence, like seeing the museums and churches and, and seeing it so often, like every day was part of it. And, you know, biking around the city and stuff, but the oh, bookstores too, things in books, but I don't think I made anything like I was super proud of. I mean, I had like a lot of well-executed studies, but, you might have done more creative work at Ravenswood but um, it was mostly like we had to do like four still lives five or six figure paintings like it wasn't a ton but each project took forever (laughs) but then there were there were like a few more creative projects at the end but I, I I don't know if I was ever like that happy with what I was doing in school but I got to a certain point where I had been there about four and a half years and um, I had to go home to just do some portrait commissions and, you know, earn some money to go back after the summer. And I just ended up not going back because I liked what I was doing so much. So that's how I kind of knew it was like time to cut the cord and just be on my own. And I, all of a sudden I made like a whole bunch of things I really liked. And, and it was even like selling paintings. And so I was like, maybe I shouldn't go back. Like this is a momentum I started with, and I've heard it's hard to start when you leave school but I, I really started well. So I was like, I'm just gonna keep going. This seems better. And once um, and, and like you get a little freedom like that where you're painting and you like what you're doing and it's coming pretty easily, then it's like, well, I don't need the school anymore because it would feel weird then. So I, I also went and spent some time in Norway with Nerdrum as more like an apprentice. And that was, there was not like an atelier at all. So I had kind of been prepared to painting after school. And then I had been doing portrait commissions and just painting things and selling things. So I was kind of ready for it, I think. And I've always been kind of the type that is learning. I wonder like if, if I had been learning now with all the videos, like maybe I taught myself cause I do learn better just by looking at art or or by listening to interviews and then just practicing. That's that's so
1: interesting that like, um, I, I mean, I guess now cause, cause you do a lot of teaching now it must really influence like how how you see the whole process because now you're sort of on the other side and you're the one making the rules.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely teach differently than how I was taught. Mm. But I try to teach everything that I know and helps me paint and make painterly decisions. So if, I've done some things like I've added new colors. I think you were talking about that, Jennifer. You're like, you're adding, um, you know... Oh yeah, right, feminine colors. Was that was that like your episode? I I know I've mentioned that before. I was like, you know, I think that it's not a bad thing if you want to have some pinks and purples and turquoises on the palette. Like, why does not have four limited colors? So I, I definitely added more colors and
0: yeah, because the- you paint a lot of flowers. Your palette, I love whenever you post your palette on the Instagram. Because um, the Instagram. Does anyone <laughs> say the Instagram? <laughs> the official Instagram.
2: <laughs> I also say the COVID. The, the COVID, COVID. COVID. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that, that feels like it has a lot more gravitas? Don't you think? The COVID. <laughs> the COVID.
1: <laughs> but yeah, your palette
2: is—it's matte. Do you hold your palette? Not anymore. I started getting a little bit of a, a twang or a twitch, and I, I don't know if it's—I um, guess the trapezius, you know, like. And, and, it, and it's like so I had to put it down a few years ago and I had heard of other artists getting these kind of neck cricks like they could it, it would end up bad like they could no longer turn their head one way and I was like I don't wow. want to wow
0: oh no. yeah mine's like, to the extreme right now because I still I, I hold my palette but my palette I don't think it's as quite as large as yours um but my son, who is now 25 pounds, I think. I hold him a lot with the same arm that I hold my palate. And so <laughs> I have this thing now where like, I have much
1: less mobility in my left <laughs> arm
0: than my right.
1: De- Anna, do you have that from Taya? Well, I, so I noticed that I was like stronger in one arm. So I started going back and forth, back and forth because because I'm crazy and I I have to have a sense of balance. (laughs) So now I like switch it from one side to the other because I I felt felt like, and this is just my neuroses. Like I felt that one of my arms was like much bigger than the other one. I just felt like (laughs) really insecure. Yeah, exactly. I felt really insecure. So I was just like, well, I might as well be like stacked on both arms. That's genius. I tried to do that and Jude refuses.
2: He'll
0: crawl to the other side of my body. He's like, this is where I'm meant to be.
1: (laughs) Very decisive. Very decisive.
2: (laughs) This is, (laughs) Teresa, this is when we go off on tangents. (laughs) I like the tangents. I I do the same thing. I I like it all about the tangents.
0: Okay, that concludes the first part of our conversation with Teresa. Part two is all about leaving school from that more strict, proper way of making art to something much more flexible and new that fits your own personal lifestyle. Okay, we'll talk to you soon.